Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. It's a Tuesday. It's around 445, so Tuesdays and Thursdays around this time is when we settle in for just a Slight departure from the norm uh, with various stories from the world of sports, and that will include some college football in this edition, as uh, there are some things we want to get the fellas' thoughts on. But uh, we do have the ratings in from last night's championship game, and it is a big number. Is it? Yeah. Paul, what would you think the number was? But to, at least, I mean, look, the, the Rose Bowl was $27 million or something like that, right? So I would say it's in that ballpark again. I mean, it's Michigan again, and it's for the national title. It's for the national right. title. There's no NFL on. I think I would get this one wrong, but what? Do you, what is it? What, well, I mean, you're going to say 26. I'm going to say 24. Okay, well, right in the middle. Average 25.05 million viewers across the whole family of ESPN networks all have their various casts and everything else. I just, I don't, do you guys watch all of the no, other no, extra no. stuff? No, I saw the calendar, or I, I get what they're doing, but I, I can't keep up with it just on the TV, mm-hmm. uh, cable. So trying to go to the other parts, no, I'm out on that. Yeah, I mean, we all watch ESPN Deportes, and then, <laughs> no, no, I mean, but I if... If um, you ask me, like, how many times I've watched any of those other casts, I mean, I've, I've tried to check into those, but I always find myself drifting back to just the regular. You do too, Garrett? You always drift back every to the regu- time, regular time, broadcast. And I've tried the McAfee for Monday Night Football, and, and so, or Manning, I should say, uh, for, for Monday Night Football. And I'll do that, depending on the guest, for maybe a second, but I always go back to the other broadcast. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess this is the traditionalist in me, but 25.05 Million viewers across the ESPN network's most watched title game since LSU Clemson in 2020, which had about 500,000 more viewers, but a big jump up from last year's Georgia TCU game, up 45% as uh, Georgia's blowout of the Frogs uh, had a little over 17 million. So nearly 8 million more viewers for. Uh, last night's championship game versus the year prior, which given the brands involved, like you knew TCU wasn't going to be able to carry the the millions and millions of, of people being a smaller school like the brands that we had last night. But Michigan is a TV draw, fellas. The top three <laughs> broadcast of the entire college football season. Last night, though, was number two. Their semifinal against Alabama, 
27.76 million last week in the Rose Bowl. That was the highest rated game all year long. Last night's 25.05, the second highest ranked, and then their matchup with Ohio State, the third highest ranked, 19.07 million for that one. They were around number one most of the year, unbeaten most of the year. You had this massive story. No, they were unbeaten the Not entire un- year. Right. Yeah. They had this massive story that followed them around everywhere that was just like took the grips and uh, the throat of college football. They have a coach that's uh, a lightning, rod. lightning rod. Polarizing, yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, they're damn good. I, oh, and uh, they have one of the largest alumni bases and on God's ground. Yeah, as much so, as anything. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing. You know, when you look across, I remember looking across, like, social media and, like, seeing all, like, just the sports media people that went to Michigan, like mm-hmm. Rich Eisen and Tracy Wolfson and, and uh, Dave Portnoy. Like, there's they have so many, like, yeah. Big time a lot. Like they have so many alums. So that's just three people I rattle off that are at the higher levels of, of our business that I happen to follow on social media. That doesn't even include like, you know, guys who are dentists. You yeah. know, like that's yeah. it. Like they have doesn't so even include super fan Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Derek yeah, Derek Jeter, Stephen A. Smith, Michael, Michael Jordan, all that booth. That was quite the trio time. in that booth. Yeah, I was, was thinking like Man, Stephen A. is just living it up right now. He's yeah. in between Jordan that was a and power Jeter. Play, man. Oh yeah, it was. you talk yeah. about for him flexing muscles. I think the yeah. ESPN cameras were on the walkie-talkies. Like he's in position, you yeah. know, get the shot now. He's right there between Jordan and Jeter. Their their you know their prize but on ESPN. Yeah. Part of me wonders if like he he got his way in there and he like forced his way to the front and then like Michael's like okay you can go now. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't like. It. But uh, <laughs> we don't need this guy in here uh, telling our secrets. But it, it did seem like the odd man out just in terms of athletic ability. Yeah, you know, there's I mean, and there was, that the, was not the only like big time athlete that was in that. Oh no, there yeah. was a ton of other people yeah. in that booth. Yeah, yeah. No, but so. he, he had pro- he he has to have a picture of that from last night. That's getting blown oh, up as God. we speak. Yeah. Because, I mean, when is he going to have a cameo like that? The middle of the national championship game, you got Jordan yeah. on one side, Jeter on the other, chopping it up with them. So, yeah, that Who was, was the a, other guy whose name kept on being dropped in that mix. Travis Scott. Oh, yeah, Travis Scott, who's a, a hip-hop a artist. Okay. So, yeah, you're okay. not going to be too familiar with him. If you are, then that's that's crazy. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I was going to rattle mode. off a couple of his songs, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, if we, you we, did, we, I'd, no. I'd respect you more, I think, for, for being able to do that. But, <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, big numbers for the national championship game last night. Not a, not a real surprise there, but Michigan does end with the three most-watched games of the entire year. And to Paul's point as well – this is exactly why you see various accounts who I, you know, get paid for views or hits, whatever. This is why they attack the big brands. They have the biggest fan bases and the biggest mm. audiences and the most interactions. So when you see somebody just trolling Michigan, I mean, you're going to get a response because there's a billion of those folks. So mm. yeah, it's it's part of uh, you know teasing Texas fans or whatever people aim to do to get those. It's like kicking a, your foot into a fire ant. Yeah, line. Ohio yeah. State, so on and so forth. So anyways, there's a there's a look at the ratings from last night. A very healthy number, and I think the CFP folks have to be uh, pretty excited by all of that. Now this came out yesterday, and I just wanted to, to get your guys' thoughts on what you think of the latest college football hall of fame class it's a pretty lengthy list of the inductees that will be going in but we did learn this list officially the 2024 hall of fame class presented by uh announced by the national football foundation um, and the college hall of fame Uh, but here are the players involved and there's a, a little bit of flavor from all over here justin blackman 
Oklahoma State wide receiver. Man, you one of the, me, walked, yeah. He washed out quickly. He, he? Yeah. he had some addiction issues. Yeah. He had some various off-the-field issues that really derailed what should have otherwise been an exceptional career. Um, you know, got drafted by the Jags and then just seemingly couldn't get out of his own way. But you talk about one of the best to ever put on the orange and black, one of the best to ever play in the Big 12, a league that's had a lot of really great receivers, guys. But Justin Blackman was special. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that's why he's getting a Hall of Fame nod. And it's a shame that, you know, the pro career didn't work out better. Hope he's doing all right just in general. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you got that, that Hall of Fame nod, and that's got to be pretty cool for him. So I'm going to just go through, and when you want to talk about somebody, just put your hand up or something like Eliminate that. Eliminate the Florida State guys. Uh, Justin Blackman, time. wide receiver, Oklahoma State. Why. UCLA tight, uh, uh, tailback, excuse me, Paul Cameron. Kentucky quarterback Tim Couch. FSU running back Warwick Dunn. Uh, I you do, you do. For, no for my money of all the ex- like there are Florida State's had a lot of really exciting players. I think number one is Dion. I don't think you can kind of take that away because he was so different. But right there, maybe number one A as far as an exciting player, uh, Warwick Dunn was right there. I mean, he was he wasn't Peter just, Warwick. He, I, Warwick is underneath those two. Like he's really good, but like Warwick Dunn, man, like they. There wasn't – I'd never seen a direct snap before. And then FSU did it with Warwick Dunn, and it was – it almost worked every time that they did the direct snap to Warwick Dunn. And he was he was just so dynamic and good. And, um, yeah, this is, this is great. He's a guy who probably – he's not going to make the NFL Hall of Fame because he's in the Hall of Good when it comes to NFL players. Really he's good a NFL player. Hall of Fame. But, yeah, yeah but he's – a fantastic human being who's done a lot of things for a lot of people. And he's this a great is, college football player. This is a great college football player, so this is a great thing. I'm happy for him. Loved, we've had him on uh, a couple of times. Fantastic dude. Appalachian State quarterback Armani Edwards, who uh, has a little bit of a different memory than most when watching Michigan. You know, somebody just yeah, yeah. watch that, and he's like, oh, yeah, beat those yep. guys. Uh, had one of those great moments in college football history. Colorado corner Dion Figures. Good Pitt, player. Yeah, pit wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. Yeah, one of the, maybe – of the last generation, one of the best oh, wide receivers. So, I mean, sure. like, like the top, like you even uh, taken who, guys like Devontae Smith, the one the Heisman. Who's our good he, friend from Mejia that's still with the Cardinals? Kelvin Beach. Kelvin, Kelvin Beach. Beach tweeted out how proud he was to know Larry Fitzgerald and excited about him yeah. being a part of that class. One of the best performances I've ever seen, and I saw it in person on a whim, was uh, Larry Fitzgerald against the Aggies oh, down at College Station. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I uh, saw that in person. That, that was, was a rough, d- rough day for the Aggies. Yeah, that was that was something else to see. Uh, Stanford running back Toby Gerhart. Uh, also, kind Arca- of a banger, wasn't he? Big oh yeah, dude, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Arkansas defensive tackle Dan Hampton, Michigan great op- player. Yeah, Michigan guard Steve Hutchinson, another one. Alabama corner Antonio Langham, a heck of a player. We're back with uh, Gene Gene Salt played with George Teague too. Was yep. on that uh, team that upset Miami. Yeah. Marshall wide receiver Randy Moss. Never heard of him. Should have been a Florida State Seminole absolutely going into the sh- Hall of Fame. <laughs> absolutely should have. Arcane but, rules about marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> stupid uh, stupid uh, pot getting in the way of that, I guess. But uh, North Carolina defensive end Julius Peppers, Penn State linebacker Paul Puslesny, uh, Oklahoma nose guard Dewey Selman. He was uh, part of the Selman brothers. A lot of time, uh, Leroy gets most of the attention yeah. because of his NFL career, but du- Lucius and Dewey. Uh, we're both. I mean, that, the, all three of them together during those mid-70s uh, Oklahoma teams were incredible. Also, Utah quarterback Alex Smith, uh, Texas A&M cornerback Kevin Smith. Pup! There you yeah. go. 
Ohio State offensive tackle Chris Ward and Shadron State running back Danny Woodhead. That is your class of players for the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame. We should try to get Pup on. Yeah. Who? Pup. Kevin Smith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he has not responded for a couple of years, but I'll try to see. <laughs> yeah, okay. Leave him one more voicemail. Maybe that'll do the trick. And then coaches Mark D'Antonio. Uh, from his time this was going to hurt Cincinnati and Michigan State beat Baylor in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, Danny Hale uh, from his time at Westchester and Bloomsburg, both in Pennsylvania. They and do then, a great job of going to just not yeah. it's not all just a bunch of the big boy schools. They do a great job, Chadron Strait, and also what you mentioned there. Yeah, and then uh, also Frank Solich from his time at Nebraska, <laughs> uh, but also from. Uh, as much as anything, his time with Ohio, where he was for the longest and up until just a couple of years ago. So 19 players, three coaches, a part of that 2024 class. And I just wanted to to roll through those names because a uh, little bit of memory lane there and also just kind of cool to to see all of those folks involved and those being included. So the white, the uh, solid Ward, class. The Ward offensive tackle from Ohio State was a beast, too. He was a uh, Julius Julius Peppers up now for Pro Football Hall of Fame is he, he'll be getting close. Yeah, he he was fantastic. He was. Um, I thought I remember John McClain you, mentioning him. Do you remember um, North Carolina used to line up a wide receiver and run fade routes with him? Mm. Like he was so he was athletic. Yeah, show, yeah he was a freak yeah. show. All right, uh, elsewhere there is going to be probably some uh, college football effects on uh, the you know when it comes to the NFL coaching carousel potentially as we talked about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, as uh, we see more moves being made today. The Titans, in a bit of a shocking move, uh, just based on reactions around the country, moving on from Mike Vrabel. And Diana Rossini was one of those chiming in on why Tennessee decided to make this move, said that the Titans believed that trading Vrabel was too complicated and take too long per sources. They wanted to move on quickly. I was told Vrabel never asked ownership for a trade or asked out of Tennessee. You're like, that sounds like a player, but no, that's coaching for you is uh you know you can do that as well but i guess that wasn't in the card so he has gone after six seasons and um tough yeah. as nails do you think that he might end up in new england if belichick leaves that's what a lot of the smoke just the seems to be and that's a lot of the i, I don't would, know if there's smoke I, as much as that is just people going that would seem to be yeah. the obvious i would jump. love yeah. washington to have a shot at him i don't know if that's the possibility but i'd love it I think, I mean, I think he could instill that. I, I don't know. I like his style. Yeah. I know they've regressed a little bit, but I just, I like his style. I, I, I like how, you know. I don't know if they regret, like, they lost Arthur Smith. I don't think he made a great hire at offensive coordinator after that, you know. And Arthur Smith is also one of those guys who's unemployed now. Um, so, I, you know, that they, they, they got old along the offensive line. It's not like you can just go. Especially when you have three guys in the offensive line like retire within two years. Think about who they had it's, at quarterback and they still won for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of that, like, the team got old. Look, Derrick Henry probably played his last game in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill's played his last game in Tennessee. They're about to move on with, with – they're going to try with Will Levitz and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But they had hired a new GM last year. These things are inevitable. Mike Vrabel will win somewhere else. It it sucks that it didn't work out in Tennessee because that seemed like a good match, but you know this this is also uh, Bud Adams' daughter, so I, I think if if anything, you know she did not uh, inherit any of his. I mean, she maybe inherited some of his. He was not a sentimental guy at all, so uh, that stuff kind of goes out the door. So we'll see. You know, I I 
I hope the Titans, because I'm married to a Titans fan and uh, into a Titans family, I hope that they're fun to watch here in the future. But they're in a rebuild mode uh, right now, and they might be tearing it down to the rivets. Yeah, he might be glad he's leaving, although you don't want to get fired. It may be an opportunity for him to to not be as far behind the curve. Yep, so there is another NFL job opening there in Tennessee. We did learn New Orleans will not move on from uh, Dennis Allen. They're going to stick with him, so that is one job that will not be opening up, but there's a ton of – you know, coordinator moves being made and, and requests uh, that are going around for you know permission to talk to uh, various candidates. And I actually saw uh, one of the more interesting notes. You brought up Washington, but they've apparently uh, asked for permission to speak to Will McClay, uh, the Cowboys vice president. Would be stupid not to. I just can't imagine yeah. Jerry would let him leave, especially go to Washington. But the places. Chargers have also asked for permission to speak with Will McClay as well. So we will see well, um, as he's been a central figure in everything Dallas has done for the, going on many years now. There's two things that are either going to happen. Either Will McClay is going to finally leave and take a new job, or Will McClay is going to get yet another raise. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, that's, but, you know, and I understand he's treated incredibly well. But he, he's, and he, he does make a lot. He's been incredible for them with personnel. But there's still the Jerry Steven triangle, right, or I guess dual threat. And why not now go prove it somewhere else where you are your own man? Yeah, I I know I, get that. I know the like, value of the Cowboys, but yeah, that'll I, be that'll be something he has to think about. Yeah, but you know, it's also you know, you, you can say what you will. Like Josh Harris, nobody knows because he's he's new. But you can say what you will about Jerry Jones. He's had far more success than Dean Spanos. And um well, and, and so now Dean Spanos and, and Josh but, Harris are trying to find a guy that's obviously and, given the Cowboys an oomph. Because they've won three straight playoff scenes since Switzer. And if you're a guy who Jerry Jones doesn't send out the door, if you can walk up to him and tell him, we need to draft this guy, and he doesn't get mad at you uh, and send you out the door, I think that's one of those things that, look, and this is just me hoping Will McClay stays, but if he goes and gets to be the GM or president of a team, he is he earned that five years ago. No, like, I agree. I mean, long I agree. ago. So, yeah. I, so and, and if, if the Cowboys, it might be just a title thing, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable somewhere and you're getting paid well and you're you know, don't want to really start all over. I could see where that would be motivation as well, and it doesn't get much bigger than the Cowboys, but uh, he is going to get other opportunities or at least interviews for other opportunities. So that leaves you with six openings now, Panthers, Raiders, Chargers, Falcons, Commanders, Titans. Uh, and you would think that uh, there's a good chance Mike Vrabel's going to uh, perhaps get another one of those jobs, or the Patriots do open up. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the Saints, at least, saying that they are going to stick with Dennis Allen. So that's one fewer than uh, than maybe you thought there might be. And uh, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to get to here. I think that's about it, with the exception of, um, yeah, uh, Michael Brantley retiring in baseball. I mean, that's not a huge deal. Yeah, he's he's had a long career. Yeah. He was good during those Astros World yeah, Series he was. teams. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely was. But I'll just make mention of that, something a little non-football related. But Michael Brantley is calling it a career on the diamond. And I'll leave it with this, though, a football note. Uh, Kevin Steele, longtime defensive coordinator, uh, just finished, finished up his third go-round with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Nick Saban, he is going to retire from coaching. He's 66 this spring, has been in the game for 40 years, 12 as defensive coordinator, and was a finalist for the Broyles Award, according to Chris Lowe back in 2017. It's just sort of a write-up on him. But uh, obviously, the, the man's got a history here. His career after Baylor is 
incredible. Before and after, yeah. Before and after is incredible, but that little stint here as the head coach, they did not work out very well. And that's, unfortunately, for most people around here, what they will think of. Everywhere else they think of, awesome coach, you know, incredible I'll football mind. Man, he made some difference for Osborne in recruiting. They went and got the dudes from Florida. He was incredible for them. At Florida State, he was good. Uh, he was at Tennessee when they were pretty good. He obviously with Saban, who brought him back three times. Auburn was uh, the well, I think up for the award. But what was the uh, assistant he, coach of the year? He, Royals. He, he's the Royals he, award. He's he got like two hundred fifty grand out of Tennessee to be the interim head coach for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I after understand Jeremy Pruitt, fans but will like, always think about UNLV, but. When I had a chance to visit with him, he was always a very nice guy. He was not a head coach. No, he, no way. No, and but, he, he was so bad here that he never got that opportunity again. Uh, and He was the head coach for UNLV, right? No, was he was at was Baylor, was and they had a lead, and no, he no, tried no. to score a touchdown no, at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah for, for that the game. UNLV game. Yes, he yes, was the for the UNLV game. Yeah, he was the biggest, just moronic, I guess, instances hey. of, of a football coaching decision like, you've ever Mar- seen Mario in your life. Mario Cristobal wants to disagree, yeah. Well, but yeah. He, no, Mario Cristobal at least has the, well, we had an opportunity to stop them after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. And, and didn't, so I don't know if that's worse or if it's just the game. Like, there was still time on the clock when Mario Cristobal did that. Right. This was, this dude's running in the end zone As the with clock, zeros. Yeah, yeah. Zeros, 90 or 100 you know, yards There's in, two things so. he's going to be remembered for, and he was a great, I, w- I don't say great because that's you he was a fantastic assistant coach in college a great recruiter he will be remembered for two things being grabbed by kevin Steele, wasn't it kevin uh, green. by kevin green on the sideline and also the unlv game running in trying to get, uh, emphatically score a touchdown even when the game was over yeah that unlv play if you haven't seen that it cropped up on uh or popped up on YouTube a few years back. I, I was heard you couldn't find it anywhere, and people who knew how to find it wouldn't tell you because it was so embarrassing yeah. for for the Baylor faithful. But I eventually did find it, and it was as bad as as it could be uh, that decision there. But yeah, he has a long uh, storied career, so he is calling it wraps uh, after a, a very successful run as an assistant coach. And uh, there you go. There's a few things off the radar. Think about the schools he coached at. Tennessee, Nebraska, Florida State, Alabama, Clemson, Auburn, LSU, and Miami. You're not bad yeah. if you're going yeah. to all those different places. Yeah. When we come back, Jake Butt, former Michigan tight end, Big Ten Network, his thoughts about the win and what it means for Michigan. This is 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.